So I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning on the topic of lessons from the pencil. In the book of John, chapter 10, that's where we're going to find our, our foundation of where we're going this morning. In the book of John, chapter 10, starting with verse 28 and 30. Is God, is that God speaking to me? I hear an echo somewhere. In John, chapter 10, verse 28 and verse 30, this is what I said. This is what I said. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who hath given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. And I and the Father are one. The pencil maker, the pencil maker took a pencil aside just before putting him into the box. They said, There are five things you need to know. He told the pencil. Before I send you out into the world, always remember them and never forget. And you will become the best pencil you can be. He told the pencil, number one, he says, you will be able to do many great things. But only if you follow, if you, if you allow yourself to be held in someone's hands. And then he told him the next thing. He says, you will experience painful sharpening from time to time but you need it to become a better pencil and then he also told him you will be able to correct mistakes you will make and then he told him but the most important part of you will always be what's inside and then the last one he told him on every surface you are used on you will leave your mark. Amen. Thank you for coming this morning. We pray that you have a great day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, was, that was my message. That's it right there. Right? That was it. I mean, if you, if you receive that, you're good to go. I mean, you're good to go. But no matter what the condition, you must continue to write. You must continue to write. The pencil understood and promised to remember and went into the box with purpose in his heart. Today's message is the lessons from the pencil. Five things, five things that you can learn from this writing utensil. Five things that we can learn from this a pencil. I wish I had one of those big old pencils here that can tap in my hand like this. Or, 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 or slap or hit you in the head when you fall asleep. Number one, he told him, allow yourself to be held. Allow yourself to be held. Just like a pencil in the hands of the right person can do some amazing things. You can do amazing things if you allow yourself to be held in God's hands. If you allow yourself to be guided, to be transformed, to be touched by the master's hands, you can become, you can do marvelous things if you only learn to understand that you will have to yield yourself and be held and be touched, be transformed by the master's hands. And I believe that we need to understand that there's valuable lessons for us to understand that you allow yourself to be held by that pencil. That you allow yourself. Did you allow that individual, that in, in, and I'm speaking about God. 
A pencil can make beautiful drawings in the hands of an artist. A pencil can craft amazing stories in the hands of a writer. A pencil can solve the most complicated mathematic equations in the hands of a math person. A pencil can sketch the most beautiful blueprints in the hands of an architect. A pencil can write the most touching note in the hands of a loved one. But in their own hands, in their own hands, a pencil can become useless of wor or worse, used for the wrong things. A pencil, depends who's holding the pencil, can write the most beautiful things or he can, or can write the most awful things. In the hands of a two-year-old, a pencil becomes a dangerous toy. The child stares at the pencil before placing it in his mouth where it can do a lot of harm. In the hands of an enraged fiancé or wife, a pencil can become a dangerous weapon. It all depends who's holding the pencil. So in other words, he told the pencil maker, told the pencil, allow yourself to be held. In the hands of an ill-tempered teenager, a pencil becomes an instrument of bad language in a stall of a bathroom. But we're like, but we are like the pencil in the sense that we have the ability and the capacity to do some pretty awesome things as long as we are in the hand, on the right hands. You being in the right hands, it depends a lot in your life. It depends a transformation in your life. It depends what comes out of your life. My friend, you must understand that you must allow yourself to be held by the master. But allow the hand of God to guide you. Allow the hand of God to touch you. Allow the hand of God to direct you in the path that is best for you. But if we allow the world, if we allow the media, if we allow the things of the world to shape us, mold us, and, and direct us, my friend, we're going to end up in the wrong place with the wrong hands. In the hands of God. In the hands of God, your possibilities are endless. In the hands of God. If you are being held by the Lord, if He's the one holding your life, if He's the one guiding your life, if He's the one putting all this together and orchestrating and directing your life, my friend, it is the most beautiful thing. And there, your, the possibilities are endless when we yield ourselves and surrender ourselves to the things of God. Your story is as yet untold, but your life is being written by the hand of God. We don't know yet, 
But as long as we're holding on to the Lord, as long as we're allowing the Spirit of God, that as long as we're allowing the Lord to guide us and direct us, yes, my story ain't over yet. In other words, God's not done with me. Yes, I might have come a long way, but I still have a long way to go. As long as I'm allowing God to direct me and I'm holding into his promises. Amen. The Bible tells us in John chapter 10, 28, and 30, it says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one, no one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who have given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my hands, of my Father's hands, and the Father are one. Allow yourself to be placed in the Father's hands, and you will see amazing things you can do. If you allow yourself, if you place yourself in the hands of the Father, if you, you place yourself in the hands of the Lord, my friend, he, he will do marvelous things, amazing things in your life. But you have to, to surrender your will. Surrender your will to God and say, yes, Lord, you can do whatever you want in my life. You can do whatever you want in my life. Listen, just like this pencil that allowed himself to be helped by the master. You have to do the same thing in your life. You have to allow the master to help you and hold you and direct you and guide you in the right direction, my friend. How many of you can say amen this morning? How many, how many of you can testify this morning if it have not been for the Lord that you surrender your heart to Jesus? My friend, your life will be a mess up today. Your life will not be in the place it is today. But thank the Lord that he held you and changed you and turned your life around just in time, my friend. But and now I can come and worship the Lord. Woo! My goodness. But I thank the Lord for his goodness to allow yourself to be held by the master. I think that's one of the number one, the most challenging things to do in life. To surrender in life. Well, you, maybe you grew up in church all your life, but you know what? Even if you grew up in church all your life, you still need to surrender your life to the Lord. When you realize how far the Lord has brought you from. You know what? This is one thing we should never forget, how far the Lord has brought us from. The places that he brought us out from. The situation where my life will, might look like today if it wasn't for the Lord. Wasn't serving God and serving the Lord. Yes, I have gone through trials and tribulations. And yes, I've gone through the floods and the fire. But I'm telling you, as long as I have held my hand to the Lord, as long as I have trusted God and I, He has been faithful to me all the way. And I think that's when we understand and we get a glimpse of what the Lord has done for us. And sometimes we, we don't realize how good God has, how good the Lord has been to us until we realize and we look back how far we've come. And you realize how good God has been to you. The things that he has orchestrated in your life. And the things that he direct. And the, even, even the right connections with the right people. The right influences. Man, all those were part of God. As long as you were being held in the hands of the Lord and the master. He was able to do all that for you. Wonderful things. The next thing I want to talk to you about is this. To get, to get sharpened.
just like a pencil has to be sharpened to become better. Oh, Lord. You can be sharpened by going through various, various problems and trials. But it will indeed make you a stronger person. Just, be, just the trials that you go through, the tribulations that you've been through, sometimes those are part of God's sharpness to make you a better person, to make you a better individual, to able to withstand the next obstacle that might come your way. Because how many know that in life, when you come out of one, there's always another one around the corner. And if you have never experienced any problems in your life, if you're that person that everything is perfect, well, I, I'm going to tell you this morning, take a number. Because your turn surely will come. And one way or another in life, you're going to experience tribulations and you're going to experience trials. But be encouraged, dear beloved. Sometimes those trials and tribulations are part of the process. They got to take us through to sharpen us to make us better. We don't like the process. We don't like going through it. The Bible tells us in James chapter 1 verse 2 through 4, it says, consider it a pure joy. I can stop there and we can go home. It says, consider it a pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Oh, my goodness. There are many kinds. What you're going through, it might not be what he's going through. And what he's going through is not what you're going through. But at the end of that day, it's pain. At the end of that day, it's a burden. To you, it might look easy, but to the other person, it might be a challenge. So in other words, you, you can't be judging people. Unless until you have gone through it yourself. You cannot relate to somebody else unless you, can, you have been there yourself. Whenever you face many, many kinds, because you know... That the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Isn't that something? How many of you have gone through some trials? How many of you have gone through some setbacks? How many of you have gone to hell and back, but back is important? Because we all have been through something. The troubles, though not brought on by God, are used by God to make you a stronger person. So what you go through sometimes is sometimes it's got, yes, maybe God didn't brought it on you. Sometimes... How can I explain this? How many, how many of you know that sometimes we get ourselves in those situations when you know very well you should have not been there, 
And God's telling you don't do it, but you end up doing it anyway. But God is so good that even though you made it there, God still watches all over you. Oh, how many of you have children? How many have children? You can relate exactly what I'm saying if you have children this morning. You've told them, don't go outside playing the rain because you're going to get sick. But guess what? They don't, they, they don't listen, and they go out there and get sick. Guess what? You still take care of them. You ain't going to let them get sick and, 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 and get worse. You're going to take care of them. And even though sometimes we bring our problems, we bring our situations, we get into those relationships when your mom told you, don't date that guy. Let me go on this side. But you still end up doing it anyway. And, and they, Jesus promised us that in this world, trouble will come our way. But he didn't stop there. He said that he will overcome the world. And though because he is in, in us, we're, we're world overcomers too. In other words, you can overcome it because the Lord's in you. But you still sometimes you still got to go through the process. We don't like the process. We don't like the pain. We don't like the setbacks. We don't like the, the lacking and the delays. And, you know. But as long as he's with you, he, you're going to make it through. In other words, I'd rather go through trials and tribulations with Jesus than going through trials and tribulations without Jesus. I'm sure you can look back in your life and remember some tough times. But when you think about it, you, you come through and make, and make you stronger. Makes you stronger. I remember some tough times in my life too. I mean, I remember going through some stuff. Maybe you can remember some things that when you, where things were not that easy in your life, when things were difficult in your life. Maybe you're going through that right now. Maybe you're watching online. You're going through some trials and, and tribulations right now, but you hold on to God. You hold on to his promises. You hold on that he's going to help you through it, what you're going through right now. And who knows what tomorrow might look like? Who knows what next week's going to look like, next month? We don't know what's ahead of us. But I do know one thing, that as long as I'm holding to the Lord, that as long as I'm trusting the Lord, that as long as I, I understand that he's the, the peacemaker in my life, that he's going to bring peace to my situation, that in spite of what I might be experiencing, in spite of what I might be going through, that God is faithful in my life. And this is where a lot of people go wrong. This is when they check out. When they're going through the process. Because they think that once you become a Christian, you don't have no problems anymore. But, but pastor, I thought that once I gave my heart to Jesus, all my problems are going to be gone. That's a lie from the pits of hell. And, and this is where a lot of people fall into the trap that, listen, and they quit on God. That was a tough time. But you know, I can look back on that. And I can see the hand of God sharpening me and making me better. When you go through that process, you can look back in your life and say, you know what? I learned from that mistake. I ain't do that. You know what? I've done it once. I ain't going to do it again. How many of you learn from mistakes? How many of you keep, 
going back to the same mistakes. Oh, I can keep going, but I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because people might make it uncomfortable. But how many know we need to, to trust the Lord? See, I never once blamed God. Because I knew that it wasn't his will for me to go through that. Instead, we look to God to provide. And, and through it all, he can help us to preserve and come out on top. That said, God, I don't know what I'm, why am I going through and what I'm doing, going through what I'm going through. But oh, I know that I'm going to praise your name. Oh, I know that I'm going to glorify your name. That I'm not going to allow the world, that I'm not going to allow the enemy, that I'm not going to allow circumstances to kick me down and keep me down. Yes, it might knock me down, but, I, but I'm going to get up again. And I think, that's the, I think that's the point, Brother Keith, that we learn to get back up and understand, yes, you know what? I'm going to keep on fighting. I'm going to keep on trusting. I'm going to keep on holding to God. Yes, it might as look pretty right now. It might be all messed up right now. But I know that at the end, God's going to make all things for me, for me. So you may be going through it some, something that the enemy throw at you, but I encourage you, you to allow God to sharpen you through this time and, 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 and work his per perfect will so that you will be, come out on the other side victorious. Romans chapter 8, 28 says, and we know that in all things, that in all things, God works for good for those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. All things work for his good. And I know sometimes they're, they're tough to swallow. There's tough things that we go through that are tough. And we wonder, how, how is this going to work for my good? How is this going to work for my good? All the hell that I'm going through. Did I just say that? All this trouble that I'm going through. How... How is this going to come out for my good? When you're going through it, that moment makes no sense, doesn't it? But when you come on the other side victorious, then you realize how all that came out for God's good. But sometimes it all depends on the attitude inside. Depends on the attitude inside. Depends on the maturity level in your, in your life. So you can look at it and become bitter and hate God. Or you can look at it in, a, in, a, in an attitude of maturity and realize, you know what? This is, this is something that I can't control. This is something that I can't do nothing about. This is something that is beyond my, 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 what I can do in my own ability. But it's on God's hands now. He, he do what he wants to do. You know what? He's the one that created all this thing anyway in the first place. He can give it and take it. But it's all in the attitude of the heart. You can allow circumstances to bitter you. You can allow circumstances to bitter your life. You can become a bitter person because of what happened 20 years ago or, or 15 years ago, and you still hold it into that bitterness in your heart. My friend, that will kill you. Bitterness will kill you. Hatred, unforgiveness. Can I preach a little bit? Unforgiveness will kill you. Unforgiveness that, that, that is 
just boiling in your heart and just growing in there. That's something that happened. You know what? You have, you have not learned to let it go yet. You know, you, you don't learn to forgive yet, but it's just bubbling in your heart and bubbling in your spirit. That thing that, that happened that somebody did to you and you're still holding on to. You know what? I think sometimes those things, you know what? Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's pain. Yes, Pastor, you have no clue. He left me with four children and 40 stretch marks. And you want me to forgive him? You know what? It might have happened. But I'm moving on. I'm moving on and I'm trusting God. I'm trusting the Lord because you know what? No matter what, that guy is faithful. You know what? And, and that unforgiveness, that unforgiveness can, can, can develop in our hearts and, and circumstances. And you know what? And even though we don't understand why we've gone through what we've gone through, I'm just being honest with you. Man, I, I've gone through some stuff in my life that makes me want to quit. It's not because Satan was attacking. Sometimes people just the worst. Can I get an amen? People can be mean. People, people, people sometimes are the... Man, people are, are vicious. People are, are, are mean. I'm being honest with you. I, I, I mean, I, I, I said to the Lord, if I can have a church with no people, that would be the best church ever. But you know that's not that's not way it works. I don't know online lately. I don't know online. I'm kind of leaning online lately a lot. <laughs> There's people tithing from Canada. I don't even know. And around the world. I'm joking, dear beloved. Smile. But but how many know there are times that people people are brutal. People are brutal. People can be mean. Man, my goodness. You know, uh, ministry, ministry is sometimes because, you know, we, we go through this stuff and you wonder how this is going to work in my favor. How this thing's going to work in my life when what I'm going through in my life right now in the circumstances, what I'm facing right now. How is that even possible? But you know what? We trust the Lord. We, we trust God and we allow it to get sharpened in our life, the sharpening of our life that, that, that we go through. You know what, like the verse, it considered a pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Man, we just read that. Many kinds. We're going to face trials of all kinds in our life. All kinds. Things that we don't like to go through. Things that we can't even imagine to go through. Because you know that that testing of your faith develops perseverance. Man, that, that testing part. The testing part of that develops perseverance in our life that we're going through. We're going to experience the difficulty times and the complicated times in our life. Man, those, those are difficult times. But we trust the Lord through them, through them all. You know, you wonder how you're going to make it. You wonder how you're going to get through this process. And you wonder, man, how am I going to pay the bills at the end of the month? How, how am I going to do this stuff? You know, and, and it's, those are tough questions that we go through in life. It's, re, it's reality. We go through them. I mean, why we try to sugarcoat things? I mean, we all face all kinds of trials in our lives. The big pink elephant in the room, but nobody wants to talk about it. You know, but, man, we, how do we do it? We trust in the Lord. Trust in God. God always seems to come through at the right time. And sometimes it does not come through. 
Sometimes you got to go through it. But even in the middle of your process, in the middle of, of going through it, God gives you the creativity and the ideas and in in, in how to get through that. Because you trust in the Lord. And sometimes it's part of the sharpening, to sharpen that pencil. Man, have you ever went to high school when you were in school, elementary school, the pencil gets dull and you don't write no more. And then, you, and then you're breaking the wood out of the pencil on the side so you can get a little bit of more lead. And, you know, and then the teacher says, sharpen your pencil. And you go sharpen your pencil because every time you sharpen your pencil, get what happens to it. Man, I'll preach somewhere else right there. It gets smaller. And, and, and the smaller it gets, the more grip you got to put onto it. The more of a grip you have to hold it a certain way because if not, it will slip out of your hand. You have to hold that pencil. You know what? And sometimes that's even the trials of life. The trials of life that we experience. The trials of life that we, we understand, that we experience in our life, that we go through. You know what I mean? And, and we, we just got to trust the Lord. Come on up, Pastor Darren, play the piano for me. I'm going to stop here. I'll finish next week. You, we, we know what? We just trust the Lord through this process. We trust the Lord that as we learn lessons from, from the pencil, man, you won't see a pencil the same again. And I still got more to cover on that. But I tell you what. The pencil is a great parallel or, or example of us, of our own life, of what we go through. That we allow yourself to ourselves to be held by the master. That we allow him to hold our lives and guide our lives and direct our footsteps. Man, that's number one. Because if you don't allow yourself to be held by him and be covered by him, we're missing all, all of it. I think that's the number one thing that we surrender our will, that we surrender our, our hearts to the Lord. I think that's the beginning process of everything is surrendering our hearts to the Lord. That we trust Him with our future. That we trust Him with our homes. That we trust Him with our families. Surrender our will to Him to be helped by the Master. Once we do that, we move to the sharpening area to get sharpened by God. And man, Sometimes when you put a brand new pencil to the sharpener, it gets the longest sharpening in it. When you come to the master, sometimes there's go through stuff you go through that you have never gone before through. But now the difference is that now you've been held by the master, ho hoping you through that, guiding you through that. And it's a beautiful thing. And of course, to learn to trust in him. Why don't you bow your heads for a moment? Just maybe you hear this sanctuary and you say, Pastor, I, I just this morning, I just need prayer this morning. I just need to be touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. Allow God to transform me. Allow God to, you know, I'm not sure what you've been through or you're going through right now, but all you know that listen, I'm trusting the Lord this morning. I'm trusting to be held by the Master, to be held by God. And if that's you, you need pastor, I just need prayer this morning. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. But you say, I just need to be helped by the master. If that's you, you need prayer this morning. Just lift your hand where you're at. One, two, three. Lift them up. I see those hands. I see those hands. You can put them down. Anybody else? Quickly. Anybody else? Quickly. Quickly. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, 
in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for, for your word. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you will just continue to pour your anointing upon us. And Lord, I pray, the Lord, that you will touch us. Lord, let us be held by you, Lord. And Father, and even in times of sharpening, in times of trials and tribulations, Father, I pray, Lord, that you will just guide us through that process. That you will guide us through, even, even when it, we don't feel good. It doesn't feel good to go through it. But we're learning that you're going to sharpen us and make us better than we ever experienced. And we ask in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. We would like to say goodbye to your online family. God bless you. We'll see you back next Sunday morning.